Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Belmont Guineas Day, BJ Ryan and Terry Layden. We're teaming up to record episode 130, Terry. 130. 130. That's a lot of episodes of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just after 12 noon on Thursday, the 16th of June. Northern today, Carnarvon tomorrow, Belmont. Carnarvon Monday. Carnarvon Monday. Because of the rain. It's oh, okay. Postponed. Yep. Very good. Carnarvon Monday. Uh, Belmont and Broome on Sunday and Kalgoorlie. The Goldfields racing on Sunday. Belmont Guineas Day, Saturday the 18th of June. Uh, what are we looking at here, Terry? The rail is in the seven-metre position, maximum of 19. Very high chance of showers. We were supposed to have some showers yesterday. Did we get much? Uh, we, we were meant to not get that much yesterday, but to me it felt like it kept coming all day. But the, I mean, last week we were meant to get a little bit of rain. There was, uh, yeah, we were meant to get, no, we were meant to get a lot. Sorry. A lot yeah. And I think we only ended up with about five mil on the Friday and then Saturday it barely rained at all and Sunday it came down. So we ended up with a soft five and there were people allowing for soft, I mean, I was allowing for soft seven, so, heavy yeah. eight. So this week it does look like we're going to get it again, but um, the, yeah, the weatherman's all over the shop If yeah, in most professions. So soft, he'd, he'd be sacked in most professions, I reckon. Soft five yesterday, uh, just jumping on the Chris website now. It's just when this rain is meant to be coming on. We've it's only meant had, to be coming Friday, Saturday, and bang. Okay, so we've only had two mil last 24 hours, 41 mil of rain it? for the week, no irrigation. So basically the rain has replaced the irrigation. Yep. So, um, yeah, we'll, at the moment it's a five. I imagine if there's no more rain today, it'll be a four, and then it'll, we'll work backwards from there. If there's rain Saturday, uh, Friday into Saturday. If it's what it says it could be, it could yep. get to a seven. And if the rain comes during the day, like forecast, it becomes very messy. Um, yeah. I, I've really, with my odds this week, I've almost just done them so flippantly and not. I'm not really perturbed. Like after what we saw yesterday with that, with the lanes at Belmont mm. and you had to be in a certain few pads or you couldn't win. Um, Inside. Inside, yeah. yeah. It was just sort of like three or four lanes you had to be in. It was... Yeah, it's crap, really. It's yeah. just not, and it's just it's becoming very pronounced every meeting at Belmont. But um, yeah, I think it's more just uh, throwing all those ideas out the window. So I think discussing in this preview will just be discussing certain horses, certain chances. But um, we might both like one that's drawn off and wide and a three wide line runner. And the way a track plays, you might be going, well, you can't back it now. Or yeah, well, I suppose the, the fence. Could, the way the rain comes down, the fence could suddenly become off on Saturday, BJ, and, and it could be a, a different type of day. So I know well, I say this every week and I harp on way too much, but it's um, that was wild stuff yesterday. There was a couple of examples of that yesterday, wasn't there, where runners, I guess fancied runners, were uh, alongside each other. Uh, on the turn, some went inside, the others went outside, and the inside sort of seemed to, um, you know, seemed to have a significant advantage yep. on the day. And the ones who were going around and trying to come down the middle weren't. Uh, they didn't seem to be hitting the line, did they? So, yeah. so big black book. Make sure if you if you want a real spend just 10, 20 minutes, go through the eight or nine replays yesterday and anything that f made nice ground out wide, just chuck it in your black book and remember mm -hmm. it. I think a good horse, just to, just the way it has been playing, um, to get a great example through is a horse called Seduce May at one last Saturday yep. in a far better race than it competed midweek and it loomed and just pegged maybe a little bit on that midweek run, but that was the inferior going that day. It just it shows you how important the racing on the best going is. And the winner of that race Come along the inside route, didn't it? Was that it did Mahalia, Mahalia, yeah. And then Mahalia couldn't beat um, I'm Eugene. Was it I'm Eugene? I'm Eugene. Yeah. I'm Eugene. 348 <laughs> to 1. So without the notification, it was Chris Graham to Jordan Turner, which might have interested a couple when of When it us. crossed the line, I thought the Gurus had like a- Brad a, messaged a, me as well. I said, you're on this, aren't you? And yeah. I said, I probably should have been. But yeah, it had you I, uh, all over that result. Yeah, because I, I started looking for horses well-drawn, but I was yeah. actually uh, caught up with a couple of mates yesterday. I was-, I was yeah, I was a bit half-assed, so they probably cost me finding a $350 <laughs> That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say anyway. <laughs> All right. 
Let's go, eh? Let's go. Race one is the happy 70th. I guess that's a birthday. Costa. Happy 70th birthday, Costa Madashi. Madachi? Madachi. Madashi. Plate. Uh, over the 1,000 metres for the two-year-old. Uh, friend of the show, LK Fernie, has the short price favourite, Rumour Says, who couldn't have done a lot more on debut. Very impressive stuff uh, with CJP in the saddle. Uh, the juveniles, so there's eight in the field at the moment. Interesting that there was t- there was 2,000-metre uh, two-year-old races at Belmont yesterday. So there was a lot of double engaged across... Belmont um, Wednesday and Saturday, and it's been reduced. So the Saturday has been the one that's reduced to eight. So really, it's uh, the LK Fernie runner here. That rumor says it has a sort of a stranglehold on the on the betting at least at this stage, Terry. Yeah, no, it certainly does. Uh, it's just a speed map thing here, really. For rumor says from Barrier Seven, it, it looked like it had a pretty good gate speed. So they'll probably try to come to the breeze. Uh, Chrissy Graham, and actually he's no longer on. Chrissy Graham was on Bob McPherson's Secrecy. It's now Brad Parnham. Mm. Um, I'd suspect they'll try and ride it for speed. That was me more looking at the way Chris Graham rides. He loves to ride him hard early and yep. hold a spot. So now with Brad on it, there might be a little bit more um, a bit more guile on the ride. That's the word I'll go with. And um, in Barrier 1, you've got Holly Watson, Mitch Pateman. And what we've seen from Mitch, he likes his horses being sort of ridden forward mm-hmm. where possible. So they're the two, but neither of them looked that quick in trials. So no. rumour says it's got to be some chance to find the rail. It's just a bit yep. of BJ from there. Yeah, it's hard. It's, secrecy is the key to the race, isn't it? In, yep. in terms of uh, we'll keep the map. If Brad Parnham and, or with connections uh, request Brad Parnham be positive from six drawn underneath, rumour says, and come across and rail, rumour says has to do it a little bit differently than what it did on debut and sit outside later and see whether it's got the same explosiveness having to, to work from that position. Yeah, no, exactly right. So there are, uh, yeah, it could be lights out over a thousand metres. A good one goes forward, gets it the same way. It's, it could be lights out. No peer tried really nicely mm. last campaign. Smoky Mountain didn't frank that form yesterday, so it's probably hard to come out. Work in progress is a horse that has shown enough at trials to be keen on. I reckon it might be one of the major dangers if something goes wrong for rumour says, but um, yeah, quite start to the day. Yeah, I think work in progress is, for mine anyway, is the only real yeah. possible in danger. They're the only two I've got anyway. Yeah, it has the as that one cool girl gal trial form i actually the i don't necessarily see this as a winning chance but i did like the run of is it dta dta from the dta yeah dta sorry dta of course uh da- <laughs> da- daniel o'connor dta uh dta fair enough um uh, the debut performance from that philly i did not didn't mind the way that um she hit the line behind rumor says on that occasion but um but yeah the uh, rumor says looks to have a lot of class about it and it's gonna be interesting to see what work in progress um does first up for good combination in dan morton and very Chris good Parnham. very good combination uh race two is the here we go this is it free entry oh, to belmont park handicap tell you what incredible not charging not charging still Incredible, even with, well, we'll be able to get him for free this week. Own a horse. <laughs> when you walk in and it's free entry, it's just like you're yeah, like, yeah. just a massive, oh, massive win to start that's the incredible. day. Yeah. So, Still in shock. <laughs> 2,200 metres. This was a advertised initially as a 72 plus. They couldn't quite get a top top weight, so it's had to be scaled to a 70 plus. And um, that leaves double digit at the top of the weights there with 60, Ash Maley, Money Maley going for the claim with Taj Dyson. And uh, I guess the one that most people will be focused on, Reliable Star, slides in smack bang on the 70 rated minimum here with um, Clint Johnston Porter, stable jockey for Adam Durant going on for the first time this prep. 
Pointer. Clint Johnston Pointer. Pete Carberry, PJ Carberry on for her first two runs over a mile in 66-plus company. Both have been strong enough to suggest that she's ready to step up in trip. More than handy star on a day, reliable star. CJP flying, just a, he just feels like he's a level, he's ascending to he a level above everyone. He's better than everyone. Uh, I was going to give you one bit of advice at the yeah. moment. If you're unsure, just back CJP. Yeah. He's riding better than everyone by panels. Yeah, he's riding he, confidently. He's, so, he's got so much belief now. Yeah. That he's, um, and he rides just like Pike. Yeah. 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 He's going to get it wrong every now and then, just as Pikey did. But you can just, watching races as we do, it's just like this guy's just. He's just flying. He's yep. just he's just a cut above at the moment. He's CJP. Really keen, reliable start here. What are your thoughts, Terry? Yeah, reliable start. Yeah. Um, I saw a tweet from Mark Miller. Um, I think he listens on occasion. Uh, oh, he yeah. said a couple of, of nice uh, barrier trials there from reliable star, and I think he hit the nail on the head there. Uh, dropped out the back in a race dominated on speed by KMA, dropped out the back in a race dominated on speed by Savage One. Um, Paddy Carberry, last start on committed probably, it's probably my least, and I don't understand it from a senior hoop, BJ, but this is probably my most hated thing in racing is when you hit them with a stick when you're behind horses. Because the idea about using the shillelagh is to give the horse that impetus to find a length or, you know, but where, where do you want it to go? He's hit that while it's behind a horse. Like you can't go anywhere and the horse is traveling. That's just probably my biggest pet hate in racing. I just don't understand. And all you're doing is confusing the horse. Like that's just my complete and utter pet hate. It was a, a nothing ride and it's just, yeah, just be held up. Like you don't have to use the stick to show that you've, I don't know. Mm. I just, I really I'd have to check the head on. I wonder whether he was encouraging it, trying to encourage it to oh, take I'd, a gap. No, nah, it, it looks complimentary to okay. me. That's all it looked like. So just, just, just a quick. Uh, recap on the reliable star and what she's done over her career. I've got every single 2000 race listed here if you want to go through it. Yeah, well, you took, <laughs> I've yeah, had it ready, yeah, ready to go. go for it. One, tell, tell them. One, it's Maiden in a strong 60 plus, beat Born to Try, who was going super at the time. We were on course that day in Bunbury, yep. BJ. Yeah. Uh, ran third to Salaya by a half length uh, um, in a. Carol race that was Natasha in a, in a Natasha um, and that was yeah it ran it was deep in an Oaks uh, it failed that day but it was deep the trip in an Oaks so we'll forgive that it was beaten 1.9 Western Empire and a W I'm only going through the runs yeah ran fourth in a Derby ran fourth in a Derby and then ran second twice to Pure Devotion that was when Pike was on Pure Devotion and Holly Watson was on uh, Reliable Star then it was beaten as a dollar ninety favourite behind Black Shadow who we were pretty keen on that day um, well I was you were uh, and uh, Black Shadow at the time I thought well oh, that's a little disappointing still rubbing it in but black yeah why not (laughs) black shadow came out to make that look form look very good at its next couple so um i just think this is an out and out stay the fact it's changed to a 70 plus is even even better as a 70 raider um it's a swimmer uh yeah yeah Uh, even money this is yeah even money don't want to be getting too enthused about anything too short in these odd conditions but um yeah, I, it's it's the one, I think. Yeah. Pretty simply. Yeah, I'm with you there. So uh, not only can you get off to a fast start with the free entry to Belmont Park, but in the uh, in that same race, you can get off into an even faster start with the reliable start. We're pretty keen here at the one one. Okay, race three is a tap touch, West Speed Platinum Handicap over the 1,400 metres. Guru, what were your thoughts on the uh, West Speed Platinum? Uh very good. I'm just getting the field. <laughs> I was having a look at odds. Uh, oh, my thoughts here were that the West Speed Platinum races are giving me the shit. Um, just hoping Halatorian comes back soon so I can 
the champ can go around and, and take one of these out. But uh, look, I have marked two horses at the head of my field here, mm-hmm. BJ. Uh, Annie's boy back to the 1400 with the Pontifon and we'll probably give a uh, and glamour packed um, with the 54 and a half. Right, barrier three and we got left without cover. That wasn't Troy's fault at all. Um, he just happened to be in the breeze and featherweight. <laughs> Got the back of the leader rather than the wire on the in the breeze. Mm-hmm. If it's in the breeze, I think Glamour Pack goes close. But Glamour Pack's a pretty one-dimensional horse that needs that cover, needs the card into it. And I think what you're going to find, BJ, is there's a massive gap between that 60 plus and back to these um, platinum races, which I think are producing nothing for my. Yeah, so. I've got exactly the same. But Arnie's boy and Glamour Pack equal phase 450. I was. Oh. What are you? 440. Oh, really? Wow. There you How's that? Um, that was my notes. Punch Breeze, mostly in harder race last start, Glamour Pact. Um, jumped some four, gets the gun run on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I think, well, Gates of Babylon. Maybe the rain a, will bring Snippy yeah. right into it as yeah. well. Snippy Snippy's was, a third, clear third. Snippy was almost career best to the day. Three wide, no cover the entire and still fought on uh, determinedly. See, Regal City's been moved straight up to Canava <laughs> it really? after its win. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been pre-planned, you'd think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and I'm pretty won this race last year, same day. But uh, so William, Pike, William Pike was, on, uh, was in the saddle on that. Actually. Should be carrying weight here. They've cooked this. He's not an apprentice's horse, I'm pretty. That's definitely one thing we know about I'm pretty is you. Not an apprentice's horse. Best horse in this race, I'm pretty. But uh, I would, I, if it was Clint Johnston Porter in the 61, that'd probably be me. Um, yeah, the desire to use apprentices on certain horses, I still think a lot of people get it wrong. Who would you, would what, so I'm pretty is, markers are only just going up, so yeah. we're a bit behind the eight ball here, but I'm pretty is about seven, seven, marks. seven marks with Clinton. Well, I'm pretty probably jumps 10, you reckon? Yeah. Probably a little bit longer? Yeah. Um, with Clinton, what price? Five. Would you, would you have it shorter? That's what I'm trying to ask. Um, I've got nine. I've got, I'm pretty currently. Eleven dollars. Yeah, probably. Would you uh, have it shorter with Clinton? I'd probably have it the same price. I've got CP Miss now, six dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah. yeah. So why why claim? Like we're obviously just a just a couple of battlers mm. from the bush, but why claim if it's a better chance in our, in. I think most people would say that. I mean, one yesterday was outspoken lad in the last. One, yep. two races of 60. You didn't have to claim with a 59 and a half. Mm. Um, Clint would have taken the right. I have no doubt. Like, I, I think, yeah, I, I think sometimes apprentices are used on the wrong horses. That's all I'm trying to say. No, I agree. I'm in a real know it all mood. So I apologise to everyone that I'm having we, we, we a We speak about this often on the show about how I've, so, I've sometimes, sometimes apprentices um, get thrown to the wolves a little bit early mm-hmm. in their career because they're not ready to be given so many opportunities um, at this level. Like it's so it's a responsibility of the trainers and the owners to make sure that they're, they're not, um, I guess, not putting riders on certain type of horses or on feature days or whatever that are, have the opportunity to overexpose them and that it can negatively impact the trajectory of their career. But um, yeah, I think we just got to be careful with, our, with, our, with, with asking too much of these juniors, especially in the social media age and the, 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 the fact that everyone watches everything now. So um, yeah, like these guys are still learning, learning the ropes. You got to pick and choose the right races for them. Yeah, so, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Anyway, I, uh, I, yeah, big fan of carrying weight. Yeah. Um, 
the market with the way the market structure at the moment, Climate Pact is currently seven dollars across the board. Yeah, so. probably it's that type of horse. It'll, yeah, it's that type of horse that'll probably start that price. But yeah. uh, you'd think a few out of the market aren't really going to come in. It so I don't know what this one does. I, I can't see money coming much besides Arnie's. Arnie's, Arnie's I don't think Gates of Babylon wins too many more. But being in front on a on a wet day can often be a advantageous at times. But um, yeah, they're the two for me. Yeah, um, I think Arnie's and Climate Pact will. Yeah, firm. wouldn't surprise me if. If that rail is really good, sniffing mist goes even better in the wet. So yeah. that I can see it happening, and that's probably that's why I'm not going to get too involved here because what I don't need in the opening six weeks of Belmont is sniffing mist to beat me twice. <laughs> so yeah, glamour packed at the current prices, but uh, I'll have a look on the day. Glamour packed for me. Also, um, this is a good one. Race four, the Amelia Park handicap for the three-year-olds over twelve hundred meters. Good to see a twelve-horse field in this uh, three-year-old handicap. Nice spread of weights as well. Um, we've got uh, Flying Missile, who's uh, all class as a filly. She's got 62, but um, Stable Apprentice, Neville Parnham, Stable Apprentice, lacked out Romilly, claiming 1.5. We've also got Sniparucci up in the weights as well, 59. Uh, they're opting for the claim. Stephen Miller's opting for the claim as well. Holly Watson down two on the quick backup after running second last Saturday. I like both of those claims because mm. you got horses that are going to go forward. Um, and, yeah, I don't mind that. I think they're good uses of the claim. Good I'll uses just, of the claim, yeah. yeah. That can be our new segment, good uses, good and bad use of claim. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is not a, not a bad little field at all. We've got hardly ever coming, oh, coming yeah. back out of a uh, raconteur. We've got Colossal, who was a bit stiff not to make it three in a row the other day. So, um, not secret trial, super, um, and um, uh, has a bit of ability coming to the races. So, there's a bit happening in this three-year-old handicap, Terry. Oh, there certainly is. Um, I think the first thing just sort of look at is My Marlena will probably cross Snipperucci. Well, it will, should cross. It's a very quick horse, My Marlena. I really like My Marlena as a, as a race horse. Yeah, um, yeah. Just very deep into a prep now, maybe. And Clint going on, this is a funny one. This is an occasion I probably would have loved to have seen Kesh on, I reckon, yeah. and take those two kilos off. Um, it's, we often talk about Pikey on leaders. He'd maybe start a little under the odds. Um, not that this is under the odds at all at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's not. this is not necessarily the type of time I'd be as big that it's Clint Johnston Porter. Um, for me, that means Snipperucci sits and that's not its go so much for me. So I'm probably happy looking around at the current prices. Snipperucci's 350. They've just gone up on, on the bet of sport. Um, hardly ever maps nicely back down to 1200. Two would have trust with Tash in the city. So four bucks is probably as low as you want to get. Mm -hmm. Colossal's the one to beat, but from the widest gate, five bucks is what I've marked it. I think that's, that's fair if they bunch up. So the key is, do you think they'll bunch up enough for a horse to potentially come from last and win? And I'm not, I'm not too sure. Um, I, thought, I thought Mar Mar my Marlena has been racing really well, being allowed to just roll. To roll. Yeah, yeah. Rock and roll. Strength behind yep. it. Probably. It's not. It's not a horse that's going to stop dead either. No. And bring the horses dead last into it. It'll give a nice kick and probably run top five. Mm -hmm. So, um, is that the way you're going, my Marlena? No, no, no. I was uh, just just from a sort of pressure tempo type of thing, just yep. sort of trying to work out shape wise how, how it's going to look. Yep. Yeah, flying missile. Yeah. Reason, yeah. I think it can win, actually, flying missile. I yep. think Taj rode it well this the other day. But that was a very strong 66 plus. It was a hot, hot race. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't mind it with Lactar from the breeze. It's just, it's a lot of weight to carry, and you're going to have to be doing that in the slop. So that might be a query. Um, Sweet Tea BJ is, mm. is a really nice little horse, I tell you what. And if it's, it looks in its recent trial like it learned a bit from its opening campaigns, I don't think it's winning this. But um, it's one I'm going to be following in a maiden, I'd say, somewhere soon. I'm probably taking a very short price after it runs a good sixth or seventh year. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm open to backing any of these pending – 
prices and pending what I'm thinking on the day. But look, for the sake of a selection now, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Peter Nucky to ride his first winner coming back. I you got a bit of merits. Never been beaten in a trial or a race before, and that was the first time it's um been knocked off. By yeah, and it was and sort I, of. We heard the whispers. I don't know if I heard it from you or wherever I heard it from, but I, I know that there was pretty big. I think Stevie Wolf was interviewed. They, there was a pretty big rap on Not Secret. That was quite the horse, and just don't think it turned up so much. I think it's just been a bit of a slow burn. Slow burn, yeah. yeah. Just maturity and physical strength. So, so yeah. Again, I, I thought I might see a bit longer than ten bucks. So I, I'm about seven or eight dollars. Not Secret type thing. But yeah. if they look like they make a little bit of ground, race one, two, three, I, I wouldn't be afraid of having a throw at the stumps if it drifts out a bit further. Yeah. I'm um I'm just a bit indifferent. Here. Yeah, that trial was a bit too too good to ignore, wasn't it? Mm. Time was there, got over the top of a bit of merit. Talking about trials that were too good to ignore, mm. I wanted to back a straight no matter where it went. Um, I couldn't, I just couldn't, because you couldn't map it. Mm. Dance session going mad, you got 60 and a half. I thought, it's probably going to sit deep with 60 and a half. Sat deep on the worst part of the track with 60 and a half and one like winks, yeah. like, like the trial suggested it would. So um, trials can catch you at times, but it's about, I think, picking and choosing the uh, – which trial, which jockey, which hoop, um, not which which jockey, which hoop, which trainer, what do they usually do? Um, keep in mind Natasha Faithful, who wrote it in the trial, is a lightweight hoop as well. Yeah. So didn't have much on its back. I like hardly ever. Okay. Yeah. And that's my that's the way I'm gonna be what I'm gonna be operating around in this particular race. Uh let a few people down when it got beat. Um, two starts ago. Uh this track and distance ran third to Stiperucci in Tadwia. However, Watching the Stewards Patrol vision um, was basically three wide, no cover from the 800 home. And I think that the way that that race shaped out with Stipperucci landing in the 1-1 and, and that, that it would just – when it when it loomed, it just had it just had had to sustain too much too much of a run and was asked to do too much on that mm. particular occasion. So I think the run was better than it looks, even though it got beaten as a Delorady favourite. And then in the raconteur, um, hit the line as well as anything. Its last two hundred was um, marginally slower than Raconori, uh, uh, and um, Raconori, <laughs> uh, and was exactly the same as above the peg. And um, so that was that's a strong performance in a strong race. Surprised how far back she got? Yeah. Mm. I, I I think that's not necessarily her go. She's got a bit of versatility, but it was encouraging yeah. to see at the end of 1400 her to be as strong as she is. Yeah, she was um, super. Yeah, so that's why I'm looking here. I think normal Larkin can use the gate. She's, she's the one, isn't she? That's, that's the way it looks like. To yeah. Me, so. I just feel like, I don't know, I think just part of me wants to look at horses that are fresh onto the scene rather yeah. than sort of fifth up in a campaign. I don't know why. So yeah. I'm, um, yeah, in that type of mood. So sweet, um, sweet tea. Yeah. <laughs> Not secret. Uh, hardly ever for me. Um, would love to see Not Secret run well for connections. Nice horse. Um, look, looks set for a nice campaign. So The K is um, silent too. Cannot. 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 Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was race four. Shit, man, we better we better take a break. We better, and because uh, it's happening. Scotty oh. Embry versus Chris Parnham, jockey versus manager in one of the uh, most sought after mastermind clashes in recent memory. Let's bring it on. All right, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. Competition much anticipated today as well. It sure is, sure is. Mouth-watering contest about to unfold. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. So uh, if you're in the neighbourhood, drop in and see Ian Butchie O'Connor uh, feed Flutty. Flutter? Flutty. Flutty, I've done that Love before. Love a good right? Flutty. <laughs> Froppies, 
Uh, big deck. Um, yeah, make sure that you uh, support the good folk up there at the Mundaring Hotel. Um, yeah, and then don't forget to let them know that you listen to the one one also. So we've got a special contest today, Terry. This has been uh, in the works for a while, but we've managed to piece it together. Thanks, to, uh, thanks in part to Brittany Taylor, mm, who, made it uh, happen. who was the mediator in this uh, negotiation. But yeah, let's welcome. Like, who's that famous boxing promoter? Don King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, bit, a bit like Don King in this situation. A bit like Don King. Two heavyweights. Here we go. So let's welcome Scotty Embry to his very first mastermind. Scotty, how are the nerves? Uh, hi, Bernard. Good to uh, be on. Thank you to Terence Keith and yourself for having us. Yes, we organised this last week. And considering what went on shortly after, I think I'm in all sorts. Chris and Geordie were in the room and uh, Geordie said, oh, there'll be a Belmont Guineas question. And so Britt said, who won the 2011 Belmont Guineas? And then Geordie and Chris had an argument of whether it was the Underwood or Rohan. So I'm in all sorts. <laughs> Oh, dear, well, don't worry. I've tried to get as many uh, as many dirt questions in there as possible, but I don't think uh, I don't think any made them through the sieve, unfortunately. With Ter- DJs, Terry has taken uh, taken over the writing of the questions, so there's gonna yeah. be there's gonna be a few. <laughs> Few wildcard questions uh, to come, so uh, this is going to be a bit of fun. But we better welcome back Chris Parnham. He's had a few goes at the Mastermind. He's one of our favourites here. Chris, on your way to the races today, but thanks for giving up your time to take on your your, man- your manager and one of your good mates, Scotty Embry. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what happened here. <laughs> That's a confident man. Well, last time. I'm looking forward to seeing what happened to you. Last time you were on, you went in a uh, very short price, probably Winks type odds favourite yeah, against, uh, against Geordie Turner. And I'll tell you what, Geordie uh, ran the race of his life en route yeah. to winning the uh, the whole competition. Uh, you're confident you can make amends today, Chris? <laughs> uh, my confidence is a little bit uh, damaged last time I was on, so um, – <laughs> Probably not as confident as I have been in the past. Just, just a quick, quick recap, uh, Chris. Were you surprised at, at at Geordie's elite level performance in the last two weeks of the Mastermind tournament? He just peaked at the right time. Mm. Was that a surprise to you, or did you always know that uh, Geordie had it in him? I, uh, if you know, I thought behind myself. It was a, if there was anyone that you know would know as much about racing as me, it would be him. Because <laughs> we've studied. It. We studied it since we were little boys, so we uh, we know all about it. Yeah, it was a good training performance, wasn't it? It was. To peak right at the right time. Hey, Chris, before we get into the mastermind, I just wanted to ask a, que- ask a question about the uh, some of the lanes we're seeing at Belmont at the moment. Uh, yesterday, uh, Wednesday, it was a really hot sort of nearish the fence. What's your, as a hoop, what's your take on those type of lanes and how is it riding it? Uh, how is it riding on, on those type of tracks when, um, geez, you have to sort of, you have to ride certain lanes so specifically? Is it Does it give you the shit as much as it does the punters? <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I probably don't tend to notice there's a lane until the meeting's over, which doesn't really help me. But um, <laughs> the I have noticed that Belmont season that um, at certain meetings, being on the inside is um, far more advantage than mm. being making the run onto the outside. So, uh, but. I don't know. It'll probably turn around soon when all the rain comes and the fence will be quick then. All right. 
Does happen. Does happen. We uh, we ready to go? Yeah, let's rock and roll. I'm excited about this one. So we're going to do a first to four. First we're not going to do the first to four. We just don't want there to be any excuses. You know, we know that you guys <laughs> spend a bit of time together and obviously have to talk a bit during the week. So we don't want there to be any uh, ambiguity. Ambiguity. Jeez, ambiguity. Yeah, ambiguity. Whatever. However you pronounce that word. I got the wordle in two today. Oh, well, BJ. So yeah, thanks. I love it when Terry's that involved. There's random questions and we've got a first to four. So uh. yeah, it's just. <laughs> We, we don't want there to be any uh, any confusion on the winner. So no all right. excuses. All right. Okay, uh, Scotty Embry, are you ready? As I'll ever be. Chris Parnham, are you ready? I'm ready to go. All right. Three, two, one. Who am I? To say I had a unique racing journey would be an understatement. My career begun in 2009, and at the peak of my career, my rating was a Metro 94. It finished a country 61. I competed at listed or above level on 15 occasions, winning once. I was unplaced at the other 14 attempts at black type. In fact, I only won one other Metropolitan race in my entire career, which was just a 0 to 72 handicap. Only two jockeys won on me on multiple occasions, both twice. They were Brad Parnham and Janae Grigsby. Janae actually had a 100% record aboard me, steering me to victory at both Yalgu and Mount Magnet. Chris. Chris. Guest ah, <laughs> It is. Brad was on board for my biggest victory. Sasha Starling, Troy Turner, and Jared Noski were the other successful hoops aboard me, with Chris Parnham going zero from three. Oh, from three. Uh, Chris actually claimed the full four kilos the first time he rode me in Mount Barker. Uh, I retired finally in 2016, and my name would be associated with a section of a large house in an affluent suburb. <laughs> I am uh, I am guest wing. Hey, Scotty, I chucked in the Metro 94 to Country 61. That was aimed at you. I thought that was your type of... Uh, clue that might get you into it early yeah 2009 Chris and I were in school and uh, clearly I was paying a bit more attention than him <laughs> <laughs> alright Chris won Scotty yet to score next question Dream Lifter won the 2016 Mungrup Sprint Tiger Pete finished second the third horse from that race is still active today who is that horse Gee. Yeah. <laughs> I've given you guys no half volleys here, by the way. Right, okay. So is that the day that Mitch Caitlin gave the biggest salute of all time? I think it might have been. I think it was a two-and-a-half length win, yeah. <laughs> I think he stood on the- Cormac and I were bookmaking that day, so I should have some sort of idea. Right, I've got to give you the three-second countdown, lads. Three, two, one. And, oh, you'll be disappointed. You'll be disappointed, old corporate larrikin. As run third that day, still going around. The only horse from that race will still be going around. I think they all retired about eight years ago. I, I think he's retired. Corporate yeah. Larrikin? Yeah, oh, I think he's retired. Oh, well, Terry's on negative one. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, off to a, I'm off to an ordinary start here, lads. So. This uh, is why we get BJ to do the questions. <laughs> all right, here we go. Which David Harrison trained Galloper first tasted defeat? in the 2009 Winterbottom Stakes after winning his first four outings. Chris. Chris. Well, oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good stuff. You've been a bit harsh on Scotty. Scott. I'm, I'm Dave Bell and I'm, 
Don't that. That's fair enough. Yeah, but 09, I don't even think he was in the game. Were yeah. you in the game then, Scotty? Yeah, I've I've gone some some early ones, but gee, Scotty's a smart man. Yeah, all right, all right. Chris two, Scotty yet to score. All right. Who is the current trainer of 2018 Belmont Guineas when a state prosecutor? Scott. Scotty. This is more my style. Gary Delane. <laughs> Gary Delane. Gary Delane. Oh, Very good. Uh, going around in Geraldton. State yeah, still battling away. Still battling Just away. taking it one race at a time. All right, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be a very interesting question we've got coming up here. All right. Comfort Me won the Get Out Stakes on Belmont Guineas Day last year. Who rode him that day? Oh. I don't know, Major. I thought I heard the skirt. I thought I heard the skirt. I thought I heard, I thought, the, skirt, I thought I heard the skirt. Chris has been upset a few times in the past. I'm not willing to make the, the adjudication here. Do, do either of you feel like you were second? Uh, well, I heard – well, I don't know. Scott would have heard his name first, and I heard my name. I thought I heard the. Yeah, I, 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 I reckon I was a. I reckon I was a moral, surely. I, I, I thought I heard the. Sk- okay, Scotty. Is it the person I'm assuming is driving Chris's car? <laughs> Who? What's the answer, please? Yeah, he said it. Did he? Yeah, he said Jack. Yeah. Okay, very good. What's the score? It's two all. Two all. all two right. all. And we'll, we'll get the stewards. We'll get the stewards to review that footage, Chris. We'll Don't the, worry. We'll get the Hawkeye under it. Oh. All right. <laughs> who who rode Summer's Touch to win the 2013 Belmont Guineas? Oh, oh, Scotty. Scotty. Oh, Ben Patterson. Oh. <laughs> Banjo. Uh, that was for uh, Adam Durant, I believe. The Summer's Touch, the 2013 Belmont Guineas. All right. This is. Uh, uh, this- DJ, I've got a question for you. Yes. I think he's a greyhound steward, is he not? Yeah, too strong. <laughs> <laughs> he is a greyhound steward. Good luck to uh, to Benny Banjo Patterson in his new career working for Racing and Wagering WA. All right, three two, three two. Who beat Elite Bell in the twenty thirteen RJ Peters Stakes? Chris. Chris. Oh, I was going to say um, three, oh, two. I was going to say Machino, but that's not that. Incorrect. Scotty for the steal? I think I know this because I backed Rohan, who ran third. I need your answer um, straight away. Three. Peter Hall. Peter Hall. Um, Two. Terrific. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh no. dear. He hasn't just terrific, does he? <laughs> I didn't think anyone would get that one. Oh, that's wild. Scotty Embry is the mastermind. Was that your Google loading? Was that the uh, internet loading in the background I heard, Scotty? No, well, Rohan won a Belmont Guineas. I thought he might be a question. Oh, <laughs> oh stop me. it. Like you could hear Scotty's mind ticking over, couldn't you? Deary, man. Peter really? Hall, blue colours, terrific. Well done. That is 4-2 victory. Scotty Embry in the jockey versus manager grudge match. Scott, initial thoughts as the, uh, as the new mastermind of West Australian horse racing. To be fair, I thought the only person that could really beat me would have been Jay Rooney. 
Oh, dearie, man. I tell you what, that was, that was a high-quality uh, high quality outing. I expected there to be a lot of uh, misses with some of those questions we lobbed in, but dearie, man, it's uh, – yeah, that was one for the ages. What a secret. <laughs> what a secret. Do you know that it actually won its first four, win, uh, its first four races by a combined 17.1 lengths as well? That was a little addition if nobody got it. Yeah, very good. I, I was I was thinking Skydell and then I thought, no, she wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scotty, congratulations, mate. So is this a one and done or are you, are you uh, um, in a position to be joining us regularly uh, to try and defend your title? Oh, you get desperate, but Annika's sitting in the passenger seat beside me giving me complete evil, so I reckon <laughs> I'd run my run. <laughs> Oh, well, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, Scotty. It's been uh, it's been good fun. Chris Parnham, unlucky again today. We're going to have to the, the stewards are going to have to view the uh, mm. the the, uh, the Hawkeye there to see uh, see whether the skirt or the crook got in first. But we're pretty confident the skirt got in first on that question there. Thanks again for joining us, Chris. You're a good sport. Much appreciated. All right, no worries. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Quick recap on the mastermind. What do you think? Ah, uh, oh, epic, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. I thought uh, was Chris Turnial up two one up at least. Yeah, and um, no, I thought from there it was going to kick clear and uh, it was going to be a, a procession. But uh, two no, nil, two nil, he was. He was yeah. guest wing, Waratah's secret. Yep. Then Scotty got it was two nil. Scotty yep. got Gary Delane and the controversial Jade McNaught in the Belmont on the yeah. Comfort Me ride. That would have made a thrill. Uh, Scott got in first. Uh, I know, no doubt, Chris knew the Ben Patterson. Uh, question there and it all boiled down to randomly the 2013 RJ mm. Peters State Chris went for Machino incorrect it was in fact terrific for Bruce Watkins and Peter Hall it is random as well and people probably wonder how I come up with that we just uh, <laughs> I just click on a horse that's running this weekend then follow another horse because through Chris you can click on horse's name the next thing you know you end up back in 2007 and you <laughs> yeah and oh hang on that one that race that's interesting it goes in so one and done Scotty Embry yeah one and done good on him just bang bang I don't know I might be able to coax him out yeah to go around number two next week we'll see how we go but I'll tell you what Chris is one thing about Chris is we only get him on the show to take on the big names yes like he only takes on the elite yeah. like yeah i'd uh i i still uh i still reckon chris is uh is one of our better competitors with that he just he's running to some very very hot gallopers mm. scotty might have to act as one of our uh gatekeepers as yeah. well if any, someone gets hot yeah, he we'll, might have to be uh like our uh, third uh if, if someone's going for four straight well yeah we bring him in well it's hard to for toby because he's too busy time ruining everyone's price for a green tab so <laughs> So that is the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind grudge match. It was an epic between uh, Chris Parnham and Scotty Embry. The manager comes out on top with a 4-2 victory. Scotty, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know whether pub food is his go, is it Scotty Embry? I think he's, nah. he lives a bit, bit of a healthier do lifestyle they, do these they days. Serve, do they serve caviar? <laughs> do they have a helipad nearby? <laughs> I'll have to talk to Butchie to see whether Scotty can uh, land his chopper up there at the Mundaring. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, mate, there's a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring. It's going to be in the mail to you, Scotty Embry. So uh, use it wisely. And, um, yeah, that is a fantastic edition of the Mastermind. And we'll be back next week, I guess, with two new, uh, new faces. So, I certainly will, though. Yeah, once again, always looking for talent to come on to the Mastermind. Actually, you don't even really need a whole heap of talent. You just want to come on and have a bit of a laugh and have fun uh, on the 1-1, one, one, then uh, we're all for it. But uh, always looking for new competitors here on the Mastermind. So uh, hit us up at the 1-1 one, one pod on Twitter. Let us know if you want to have a crack. 
And we're back, Guru. It's race five, the Crown Perth Handicap graduation. 1,400 metres, full field of 16 to face the starter. Mm. Does, uh, does, this, does this field get uh, you... Um, up and about? Was there something, what, are we, what are we thinking here? Uh, I'm going to keep it pretty simple here. The, the two runners I, I really wanted to focus on mainly were um, Galactic Storm Stylax. We'll talk about Billy Ray later, but a lot of people have Billy Ray Scars in their career. A lot of people have Galactic Storm Stars. What have I? I've sat in this podcast and just knocked it, knock, knock, knock. Every single start, well, it's last three on a Saturday. It started way under my price and um, it's worked out. For us, last start, it was stiff. Still think it. I don't know if it gets KMO, but it was stiff. Um, but I just think this looks a pretty good setup. The twenty-eight days is a worry. I, I'm hoping that's just a, a programming, programming thing, and yeah. not a not a setback. But uh, it does look a nice nice race for Galactic Storm. Well related to Superstorm, who obviously gets the these conditions well. So that just gives me a little bit more, um, a bit less concern. Maybe BJ that it's it's going to have any issues with the conditions. But uh, yeah, Galactic Storm ready to win. I think if you're getting near that four dollars, that looks close enough. That's probably about rightish. It'll probably get well backed and start shorter, as it seems tends to every single start. But um, yeah, runs a race. Stylax loves the wet. Kersley Yard is flying. Uh, only beat Oxbridge last start, but found a bit of trouble in the straight and sort of had to do it. Not as um, not as easily how's as I would have liked, but the, it's going like Stylax is racing like a winner. How's the turnaround been? Like Kersley Yard. FR Kersley. He's lately. using yeah, he's using more seniors. It's a big it's a big correlation. Uh, a lot of the. Hoop, hoop selection. Yeah. Yeah. It's massively interesting. It's a big correlation, I reckon. So, um, yeah. So, look, Stylax could have too big a head start if Troy Turner can land on the back of the speed, pop out, get going. And, yep. and that could be very difficult um, for the rest of them. So, if you're looking for a wild one here, uh, a late price Rocky Path. Loves Belmont, loves the slop. There's enough speed in this with Real Senor. Um, Nobility might roll forward. Uh, and Native Chimes. And that, to me, looks a bit stoppish, that speed. Um, we get a nice bunch to finish. I really like Natasha going on for Christy Bennett on a back marker. Gets in on the minimum. Um, probably goes around 30, 40 to 1. Could be a little throw at the stumps on a wet day. Yeah, I really like Galactic Storm. I think this is um, two starts ago was really well fancied against Zafira and the Velvet Queen uh, was, a, was a good run. And then I tend to think it probably wins if it gets clear. Get so just get. The reason I said it probably you might not win is because I was on KMA. So oh yeah, I was on I was on KMA as well. <laughs> I never like thinking that one of my things didn't didn't wasn't going to win. Oh, it's merits. Yeah, I just <laughs> that was purely for my own. Uh, yeah, so just just I caught a bit of the side on sort of vision there, and CJP just had a lap full and nowhere to go, and acting God of course is um was the horse that he was following couldn't couldn't quite get through uh, in time. Uh, our man CJP on Galactic Storm Luster. The format of that race is uh, is decent and um, kept out of trouble. Uh, I can see this. I just just feels like a really good setup, um, class wise for a three year old at this time of the year. Um, Galactic Storm and um, Twenty Eight Days is interesting, and Stylax is going to have field position. Um, race sort of that hard hardened sort of form there. Um, loves low draws. It can just sort of um, sort of suck along behind the, the speed there and just peel it into open open space. And I think, Terry, I think you're right there when you said it's going to probably hit the front and look the winner and it's going to be whether Galactic Storm can get over the top of it. Yeah, Brad, went, thought, up, Brad went up 10 bucks, Stylex. Okay. Yeah, right. <sighs> Come on, Bradley. Is that a moment? Yeah, it's a little moment. A right? little moment? That's yeah, a little silly moment, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and then just whether uh, CJP is going to have Galactic Storm in a position to be able to motor over the top of Starlax there, but I'm pretty confident he he will. He's flying at the moment, which we've already spoken about. So I was 350 Galactic Storm, yeah. 380, 370 was best at the moment. Yeah, I think something high threes would be a pretty nice price. The thing, the reason I've really narrowed down on those two BJs, I can't, the rest of the field doesn't get me so mm. much, you know. That's why I'm talking about Rocky Path is probably my third elect. Uh, my Fury's third in the market. Chris Parnham has obviously opted for Savinick from 15 over My Fury, so that's not a good push. Um, my boy Eddie, Ginger Green, the next couple in the market, Divine Beast, I'm, I'm pretty happy taking them all on. So, um, yeah, focus on the pair of uh, pair of them. My boy Eddie. Galactic Storm with you, though, definitely. Ah, uh, yeah, my boy Eddie, my boy Eddie. Meh. Meh. Yeah. Meh? Yeah, just meh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does it, it never uses its gate either, my boy Eddie. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's not really one that uh, it can win without me, as they say in the classics. Fair enough. All right. Race six is the Ascend Sales Trophy handicap. Uh what have we got here, Terry? It's a it's a really good one here. It's a 78 plus 1400 meter contest. Initially, there was 11 acceptors. We've had a scratching. Number three, yeah, Darty is out, which has an impact a little bit on the speed map if you were thinking Sean O'Donnell was going to roll forward there with yeah, Darty. But uh, quality 78 plus headlined by the top weight. None other than the champ. Dig deep. It is. I'm glad you went there first. Would have been disappointing if you didn't. Um, yeah, no, I. Uh, blasphemy. Blasphemy. I'm a bit, uh, a bit flat. I won't be there to watch the, the champ. I think it's, I think it's winnable for, for Dig Deep as well. I, it probably finds a couple, um, a horse like Star Trade down on the minimum. Probably too good with the six kilo, seven kilo swing. But um, I reckon um, that there wasn't a huge amount of effort put in to the ride on Dig Deep last start when they straightened. Um, I told you yesterday, watch it alongside Captain Chaos at the 600. Tell me who, who you want to be on at that point. And Dig Deep was travelling a dream and Captain Chaos was underwriting. And um, the moment Dig Deep got into the straight, saw, got off the back of Laver Rod, who it looked to be travelling better than, um, it was hit with the stick once and then that was it, just sort of sat up. Just no real intent to the line whatsoever. And if you watch its final 100, actually, I thought it hit the line not for a horse under no sufferance. I thought it hit the line really nicely. So um, my, I was disappointed there was no, yeah. My personal point of view is it looked like he wasn't giving Paddy Carby a very good feel and he sort of sat up on him. Uh, but then he sort of grabbed the steel a little bit late. Um, but I gather that he pulled up fine with, with no issues. So... Um, we march on to this 78 plus, but I'm, well, I'm with you. It looked like he had more to give, and then Paddy was like, oh, something doesn't feel right here. So. Yeah, I wasn't there last week, so I'm not looked sure after him, yeah. in that sense. But, uh, yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, another pet hate of mine, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, how many people am I upsetting? <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> well, nothing's personal. Um yeah, this is a, it's a great race. You can uh, look at it many different ways. I think Star Trade will be super popular down on the 54 and a half. Um, not too many times, especially in Jero, that Star Trade would have um, been afforded a good gate as well and be able to go through runners. Last time, last time at 54 was in the Batavia. Yeah. And it was three or four wide and last and rocketed home tens to, fourth, to Tens yeah. to threes as well that yeah. day. Um, one by Kenny. Kenny, Kenny Luck. Luck had a good result. On uh, Kenny, Kenny Luck, Luck that day. Sun Sun, Sun, Sun yeah. Jericho had a good pack of the Quinella as well. That was a that was a good day actually. 
Yeah. Sorry, I'm just reminiscing. <laughs> um, just yeah, think, so thinking back to better times. <laughs> Star Trade got the right run last week with the way the race uh, panned out and eventuated. Yep. Uh, has to handle a wet track, so it's a little bit of a unknown in that sense. But uh, yeah, Star Trade will be popular. I, I still don't want to go any shorter than four bucks with my pricing, so I don't know if I'll get a bet. What are we talking at the moment? About four? Uh, yeah, about four. They're about the same. Um, Star Trade and all day session. Yeah, all day session's got the bar shoe on and it's a query at the 1400, definitely gets the going. But uh, for me, that means we've got to triple that price, unfortunately. Just can't have it. If it's going to be four bucks, we'll take it on. It could beat me. The dreaded. It's a, uh, the dreaded. Mm. So, and this is going to, the one thing about this race, it'll be a truly run 1400 with that's funny as involved. Oof. So, and Taj. Um, and Taj, exactly mm. right. So you'd be, uh, yeah, you'd be forgiven for back in that. I'm surprised that's funny as it's 10 bucks. With the style of racing, loves the wet, big trial winner. Um, it'll just get to the front and roll along. I'm eight nine, so I'm not. I'm not backing it. It's That's not, funny I still, as. Still don't think Taj has yeah, completely I was, got those eight dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So but I'm just. I thought it was one that I was too long on, and it would just jump shorter. So that surprises me a little bit. Watch me dance, and that's excellent dream of the two nicely mapped horses. Yep. They park right in there behind. Uh, that's funny as an O B H. Dig deep should be just behind them from Barrier Four. I like the booking a Lacta Ramoli. So with um, with Yeah Darty out now. Is that does that leave OBH in the breeze? Yeah, well, that's yeah. funny. As often doesn't have a breeze horse. Yeah, it's, that's uh, true. Because the way it marches, so I reckon the Taylor Camp will be saying to um, to Kesh, mm-hmm. "Don't be afraid to toe ball it if you can." Yeah, um, and then you'll have maybe excellent dream three. The fence. Watch me dance. Almost end up in a mm. tough spot. So be I interesting. Just, I was just trying to work out what they might do with the last of the line for a stop. I'd just go back. I think so. With the yeah. 62, yeah. yeah. Just, you're not trying to win this, I don't think. You're just trying to go around. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Current prices, it's it's stick deep each way, I think. But uh, I think he, <laughs> I think his race is in two weeks. It is. It actually is. I haven't, I haven't tipped deep, dig deep seriously. And yeah. I was, I, you know the whole way through the carnival. Yeah. I was 50 to 1 when he was 10 to 1. Like, yeah. I gave him none. Yeah. Um, always drifted out to 50 to 1. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think he's impossible here at all. He's gone well in, in pretty inclement conditions as well. Mm. So, he's fit as a fiddle. Would have won the Hyperion if ridden out. So, yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> I was 450 all day session. Deep. All day session star trade prior to the uh, notification of the the shoeing change. The dreaded. The dreaded. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty, I think this is a great race for star trade. Third up for the Morton camp, drops four kilos, gets a, gets a gate. Um, looks like a real nice option for him. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, he gives you the feel of a horse who, who's a 78-plus horse and potentially better. So this is a good test to see where he's at talent-wise um, moving forward into his preparation. And if he's as good as I think he is, I think from the the race shape and the setup he's going to get, I think he's going to be strongest late that star trade. But I do feel as though Watch Me Dance is – yeah. primed and this is going to be if she's going to win one this prep this is a race i think yeah I, yeah I agree i think watch me dance and excellent dreamers are the two mapped horses there yep. wasn't much between their two runs almost i think excellent dream might have been slightly better on the line because excellent dream got chopped out by the horse that laid in on it might have been the other one's son actually um but there was very little between them yeah like i mean, saw in the run i mean watch me dance followed followed other one's son the yeah. entire <clears> with weight it was uh yeah and yeah, so much of a muchness, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah prior to that, obviously he ran second to God has chosen. She's she's been really good all prep, just hasn't been able to, you know, just to knock it out of the park. And if Star Trade doesn't turn up for any reason, I think this could be her race. What price are you, champ? Dig deep. Mm. I was thirteen dollars. Mm. It's not as much respect as one should show, but that's that's all right. I'll forgive you. <laughs> 
I'm wounded. <laughs> what price were you? Nah, yeah, don't know. It's about right. Uh, <laughs> $2.50. I'm going to probably back it later. Um, <laughs> no, it was, I don't know. High single figures, I think, is a fair price. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, in the Hammonds, we carried three or four kilos yep. more than that's funny as. Sat deep the trip and- um, Should have won. Yeah, we should probably won. So I think he carries weight well. I think Lacta is a suitable hoop. Um, yeah, I, I think he runs a race here, but I think in two weeks' time of the mile, because he liked me being on course. Um, yes. I think he'll run a better race then. But uh, current prices, Star Trade's just over mine, and Dig Deep is over my price each way. Okay. Here we go. Race seven. It's the Waroa Belmont Guineas. What? Waroa? Waroa? Yeah. 1,600 metres over the mile at Belmont, $125,000 on the table. Uh, spin, uh, yeah, it's been a quality race over there. She's a charmer last year. KC, mystery miss, state prosecutor variation. Great shot, won the Belmont uh, Guineas en route to winning a railway stakes later that year. There's about seven who in there from the past yeah, few weeks as well. Yeah. Uh, good horses, tradesmen, Grand Nirvana. Going back through the field, there's, uh, there's always a, 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 there's always a three year old ready to make that leap in the, uh, in the winter. And, um, we've got some, geez, we've got some quality. In this eight horse guineas on Saturday, we've got Devoted, Rockinori, Other One, Sun, and Searching Rocks. They're the headline horses, but don't forget that Black Fantasy was was um, competitive in the underrated order. Black oh, Fantasy. Yeah, very underrated. Third in the Raconteur, uh, coming through a Derby preparation. Uh, War Jam's coming off two midweek victories, and Be Optimistic is uh, was dominant. Flying, isn't flying it? was dominant at Pinjarra last start. So yeah, yeah this is uh, this is a this is quality. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, so the markets came out. Bradley came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, where was his starting point? I think it was two fifty, two sixty. Other one and three twenty, three thirty. D voted. I think. Um, I think that uh, other one son will be the more popular of the two. Tipping wise, I don't know if the money will go that way. I genuinely, it's just mm. a complete not a lottery. What this will do late betting wise, whether it'll be one of those. I presume it'll be one of those two. I think Rock and Ori will be the third elect the whole squeezed. way through. Yeah. yeah, Search and Rocks will probably wobble as well. Kira might have to try and lead it just about from the that's outside gonna be the, That's going to be the fascinating part. Yeah, we'll touch on that surely. It just does the, a bit wrong. The so speed I, and the tempo. This is going to be. Because I know Be Optimistic jumps well, but I know that there won't be any um, designs on leading. They'll definitely, because we're trying to teach her more to settle and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating one. I think Black Fantasy going so well, I don't think the pierces will, they're not as stable. I don't think change things up or maybe go, I don't know. So I don't know whether they'll instruct Lucy to go forward. It's, it's probably the one I'd probably like to see go forward, I think. I think that'll give it its, it, it's best chance. Yeah, I just yeah. don't know if they're, I think that's what they should do, yeah. whether they go down that They're pretty positive the other day. Lucy was pretty positive to hold her. Hold a spot. <coughs> oh, landed, yeah. Landed fourth, fifth. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, was she? I thought she jumped really. No, she jumped really well in the restraint. I'm pretty sure. No, she pushed push forward. To, okay. She, she landed. She basically Maybe took- I'm thinking basically, out so we can yeah, land. She basically took um, Rockinori's spot. Okay. Just kept Rock, pushing. That's the other one. Yeah. Rockinori won its first couple leading. Yeah. Paul Harvey's a- Obviously, well noted from the front. Grant Williams isn't afraid to try things. After yeah. it was undefeated, he changed its tactics and went back with it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it won, I, won the uh, Roberts. Yeah. I don't know if Rockinori is out sprinting the two good ones. In not saying there's a huge amount between them, but that might give it its best chance of winning potentially yeah. going forward on a on a wet deck. So, um, yeah, a few options there. I, tactics. The way I just thought about this race is it shouldn't be run too quickly. It's going to be on a wet deck, um, so it's going to be slowish tempo, wet deck. Um, who do I think is better in that situation? Very simply, I just said devoted versus mm. other one son. That's what I've narrowed it down to. Um, and I, I'm just going to probably go against the grain. I'm, I'm going to go with devoted. I reckon that last win 
was better than it's going to get credit for. It's had a big bump. He's lost the saddle. How well has he done with a? With he, you can never really tell. In his riding style at the end, if you watch it closely, you can tell that he, he had to ride it slightly differently. Um, but I, I think the win was better considering the the mid-race issues it had than the credit it will get. A lot of people say, oh, I got the one, one peeled out while other one son was beat the troop. I, I still think it's a really nice win and holding off a horse pretty comfortably on the line like Rockinori, who's obviously come out and smashed all the 72 pluses. So um, I just, since it's gone to Michael Grantham, it's won a trial by five leading, then sat deep. The trip won that trial over Osola Bait, who beat Advocator in Broome, which is great form. Um, <laughs> then absolutely smashed Stay Safe, who hasn't done much since, and, and then won that race. So it's, to me, it's just, um, I might be falling into the vortex, but um, this just looks like, yeah. Probably- we haven't heard that for a while. Yeah, I know. It's been, well, it has been a while. This, yeah. To me, it feels like potentially a bit of a, a railway horse later this year. Mm. And um, look, I, I expect the Toulton to battle it out in the straight, BJ. But if I can get $3 plus, I'm, I'm happy having a little bet here. But I must admit, a big part of me just wants to be a, a neutral. I don't want mm. to be too invested and to be bloody not enjoying the spectacle, as you can occasionally do if you bet too much. So, um what does Simon Miller say? If you, what's that? What does he say? If you haven't bet enough, bet more. What oh, is yeah, it? yeah. What's yeah. he say? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's one of my favorites, even though I can't remember it. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, uh, yeah, devoted for me, but I uh, wouldn't begrudge you definitely telling anyone not to back other ones, Simon, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, what are we looking at here? Market wise, Terry. As we are recording, it is basically other one sudden marginally. He's two seventy two sixty. Devoted is two ninety three dollars, and Rockinori is say roughly three eighty three ninety. So um, that's sort of leading into a bit of how you sort of shape the market as well. I've um, I was three dollars other one son, and then I marked devoted and Rockinori equal four dollars. I thought their race their runs were. Pretty obviously they finished first and second, but Rockinori ended up probably one pair further back than um, expected. And I heard Chris Barnum post race was slightly disappointed with his with his ride. Um, and of course, was he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think he did much wrong. I think he just just felt like he he lost his position early and wanted to be that that pair closer. And um, and interesting, the Winkers have gone on uh, to Rockinori. What'd you call me? Winkers on. Uh, Williams horses in the past has been a very uh, yeah it's been a pretty successful sort of gear change but um, interesting I don't know what you think about this Terry this wouldn't really be up your alley at all but other ones on bubble cheek and near side on yeah That's that, not, was, that was the final sort of that was the final straw for yeah you, the bubble yeah. cheeker um, you explain the bubble cheeker better than me probably but it's just basically a little punch in the mouth if you're a, yeah if you yeah. misbehave it's a yeah it's plastic sort of piece of gear that sits on the on the bridle with, um, I guess, some little plastic spikes on them. And um, so when the, when the horse wants to, so this is on the near side. So when other one side wants to lay in, it just feels that bit of pressure from the, uh, from the, from the bubble cheeker, which in theory is supposed to straighten it up because it's, it's, um, it, it will resist that, uh, the impact of the, uh, the spikes on, uh, on the side of its mouth there. So it'd be interesting to see, but other one side has been laying in noticeably and, um, hasn't been denting its closing speed, but it has been, um, it probably costed a race three start to go anyway. 
so we're interested to see the impact of the bubble cheeker, but I'm in the other one, Sun Camp, marginally. Uh, a lot will determine by who goes forward, what sort of tempo. If it's a genuine tempo, I think at the mile, other one, Sun is going to be the strongest horse at that at the 1600 meters. And um, yeah, I think. Um, it, but if they go slow and it turns into a bit of a stop-start scrappy affair, then yeah. You know, Rock and Ori could end up being being suited. So, but in summary, uh, I think this is this is the Belmont Guineas for other one son to announce himself. And um, yeah, we've uh, we'll be looking forward to this one. But I think staying off the off the rail, one off, Chris Parnham um, working out into space on straightening, let this fellow loose, and I think he can run over the top of them and be strongest late at the mile. So I'll take you on here, Terry. Terry's devoted. Um, I'm other one son, and it's uh, just going to be what a great, market, great race to look forward to. I was three dollars other one son, four dollars devoted, four dollars rock and roll. Oh wow! Yeah, you might not get a price if mm. the money comes other one son. Yeah, but you're hopeful. I think that you you might see a drift on. Um, yeah, you might see your three bucks other one son. Well, I just I thought the money would come for devoted. Actually, that mm. was sort of that was. I just the, don't know. I actually I thought I the, genuinely the vortex guessing. vortex might be spinning, and uh, yeah, I might not have much reception, so I can't shorten it. <laughs> So, but yeah, the uh, that's the uh, the Belmont Guineas, the Waro of Belmont Guineas, and um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Moving forward is the is race eight. It's a tab touch. Be better at life handicap over sixteen hundred meters, seventy two plus. One of WA Racing's very favourite horses. <laughs> Billy Ray, unbelievably, is going to go for is shooting for a third Saturday victory in succession. Just need well, just need a bit of time. I tell you Billy. what, it's, yeah, I, I reckon I haven't backed Billy too many times, but we've found that it's last couple. Uh, tell you what, I if when we recorded last week's episode, we're expecting a potential heavy eight, mm. thinking that the inside pad could be slot because I was four bucks as I said, Billy mm. Ray, and um, yeah, so. Didn't really get as enthused about it had we known the rain wasn't going to come and that, that lane would still be okay come jump. But um, no reason Billy Ray can't win again. I think, again, it's sort of 5.50-ish and I don't, I'm not going to go in this time with as much confidence or any confidence uh, with the weight, with the up to the mile as well. That has to be a, a query. But there aren't many others I want to be on. No. Um, so, look, I'm, I think I was around in the mid-fours with Billy Ray and it makes sense. Uh, I think no apologies ready to go very close to winning one. It maps nice. It's... It's just super consistent. Coming out, the, uh, coming out of a fast race. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure I had those two and then anything from there. I wasn't I wasn't too perturbed. Not Sa that I was, Savage I'll, one? Uh, yeah, I don't know if Savage one would find the top here. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Great Powers, Bombay style will turn this into a mess yeah. coming across. Um, Pat's got Sass might sit. I'm not sure what they'll do there, but uh, it won't be the same type of setup for Savage one. And yeah. Clint is obviously off, so I'm very happy to take it on. But um, yeah, I was 440 Billy Ray, 590. No apologies. So current markets, there isn't a bet there for me because I didn't have much confidence. That's with a 93% market too. So mm. I went pretty low, but yeah. Um, no, I'm not. it's a type of race. If there's a certain pattern developing and wide's good or something, I might look at a, a national guard if it gets to thirty to one. Or um, I might. Look, man, I think Fangio is ready to run a big your race. Man, your man Tony G. My man Tony G. G -g 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 <laughs> uh, Alkaline money last week was fucking wild, wasn't it? What was going on there? Um, it'll probably win its next start. By the yeah. way, just I don't think that type of grinding stay is suited to rails runs, and that wasn't Lucy's fault. It just. Uh, it was just on the inside pad and she was choiceless. Actually, a really good ride in the end in that sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, might look at one if if those two don't 
creep out or something. But no, tough old race, BJ. Tough old race, but two clear ones for me on top. I don't know what I was doing with my pricing here, but maybe I might be right. I was three seventy five, Billy Ray. I just couldn't. I just chucked. Well, last so, week we so, were this last week, and the previous week we were the same as yeah. well. So maybe uh, we're, we we have been wounded by Billy Ray, and yeah. it's yeah. You so most of the the shorty punters in WA hate the horse, and yeah, we've been, got a bit more love for it. Yeah, been heartbroken too many times by mm. uh, by Billy Ray. Um, Savage, uh, not Savage, Atlantis Beach and No Apology, next best for me, $6. So it's three seventy five Billy Ray, Atlantis Beach and No Apology, $6. They're the joint second favourites in my market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Ray on the quick backup as well, CJP, Adam Durant, bang, bang. Um, Atlantis Beach off 28 Mile days warrior. for Billy. Yeah. Uh, not particularly, no. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I got slight, slight concerns at yeah. the moment. Yeah, but I, I just, you have to put – No Apology has to, has to be in your market – after how well it went the other day against uh, other one's son in that very fast sort of strong race. Um, gate four, Brad Parnham looks a nice setup for him, but uh, yeah. I think that uh, Billy Ray is just in the sweet spot now. So, um, yeah, he's the horse to beat. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I agree. I think, I think, I think, I think, yeah. So you were going to say, I cut you off there, you are going to say something about Fangio. Oh, I just think Fangio can run a race as well. It, yeah. it was one... You watch replays and you have horses. I like to sort of denote horses. I'm pretty keen I'll be on next start, sort of wherever they go sort of thing, um, that aren't sort of that obvious. Um, you sort of find left field ones. And that was one of those ones I thought I'd be pretty keen on wherever it went next start. It just looks a tough setup um, from the gate. But uh, it swims and um, who knows by this stage of the day. And with some questionable speed in this, it might be a race where they bunch and Bring some uh, back markers into it. So Need, again, uh, it, it needs a William Pike top setup, doesn't yeah, it? Fangio? Yeah, potentially. Speaking yeah. of or, Pike, or, the, or the, there's a big wide line that's going well. So speaking of Pike, we have to give him a shout out, don't we? He's riding some winners. Uh, he's won the million dollar JJ Adkins on She's a Belter um, uh, last Saturday. Uh, Luke Fernie, Magic Moons, WA Magic Moons Tour Classic winner, it's flying over in uh, no, well, New South Wales base, but over the. Brisbane Winter Carnival, um, and uh, and Pikey, yeah, just uh, what a ride from the, from the gate to uh, get some cover and kick and hold on. It was uh, it was a perler from the the Wizard, and um, yeah, he's really just establishing himself as uh, a real rock star on the East Coast as much as he was on the West Coast. So um, it's interesting that his trajectory is on the up um, over the Brisbane Winter Carnival, heading into a huge. Sydney and Melbourne Spring, so um, look out, Pikey could be uh, could be the dominant force um, later in the uh, the big feature races in uh, on the East Coast later this year. But uh, and yeah, congratulations to the WA based connections of uh, She's a Belter as well. Some filly you got there, so congratulations. But um, but yeah, so Pike on Fanjo would probably come in handy. Um, <laughs> Cash is riding these type of horses as well. <laughs> he can pull one out definitely, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it needs a bit to go right. They did well, by the way, um, missing the Karakata and missing Amelia's Jewel and going over and doing what they've done. So it's all worked out an absolute uh, treat. They've pulled the right rein there. So just I don't, like, nothing just, was beaten Amelia's but, Jewel. But seriously, I think when Justin Warwick made that move, people were sort of thinking, oh, mm. is this, the, is this, a, well, how many uh, is this our, a wise question decision? is, how many of ours go across and fail? Honestly. Yeah, but also, like, what would she, what would that filly be worth now? It's incredible. Capital so Do you see some of those uh, fillies and mares, what they were selling for at the broodmare sale no. recently? National on the Gold Coast? Incredible stuff. Yeah, like, right. Through the roof, that market. So uh, not only is she um, now a group one, million dollar group one winner on the track, her 
her value off the track is just mm. unbelievable. So and that uh, Justin did a did a similar thing. What was that that myriad that he that went across? Quilista. Quilista. Mm. Uh, half to Red Can Man. She um she won a couple of group races over there on the east coast and trained uh, sprint as well, Justin. Then um <laughs> and they so, sold. Uh, I think she sold for nine hundred thousand dollars, and I think uh, which was. Um, incredible stuff. So he's mm. done it again. JT Warwick, uh, wise, shrewd, astute, um, all of the above, uh, outstanding work. So, um, so yeah, congratulations to everyone. What is yeah. it time for, Terry? It's time for the get out. What a version of it this week as well. Five six dollars. The field of the get out stakes. S T E A K S. Who's it proudly brought to us by BJ? Market City Meats, of course, Terry. Uh, extremely popular get out stakes. Um, sponsored by Market City Meats, the largest retail ch- butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canavale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs a show, swing past, say day. Timmy and his team will roll out the red carpet for you at the uh, at the Canavale Markets there, Market City Meats, best in the business. Congratulations to episode 129 GOS winner, Peter Jeffrey. Um, so Pete locked in Billy Ray by 0.058. The official was point zero, point, sorry, six zero. So um, he was nearest the pin there, was Peter Jeffrey with his Billy Ray prediction. Uh, he is now a dual get out stakes champion, is our man Pete. So congratulations. Two hope, times, you, uh, yeah. hope you have uh, been out to see Timmy and filled your boots. But we're getting a lot of multiple get out stakes winners here. People are, uh, there's some pretty. It was 130 episodes. There's yeah. some pretty, but there's <laughs> lots of entries. So there are. Um, there's some people who wouldn't have won a one. Some X, pe- X West some Coast people. Eagle, uh, hero, mm. legend, Stevie Armstrong mm. has been uh, runner up, uh, pushing ten times now. The new bridesmaid. Yeah, he's yet to uh, he's yet to get well, off the mark. He's been he entering wasn't, every. He wasn't week. runner up in 2006, was he? Mark Lacroix was. Yeah. <laughs> 2006. Yeah. 2006. 2006 yeah. Uh, so I mean, well, Christy Nelson, he was the original street bandit. Yeah. He got the he got the win on the board. So over to you, uh, Stevie Armstrong. Um, but yes, yeah, so the 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 amount of people that are winning this multiple times is incredible. So congratulations, Pete. Now to enter this week's get out stakes, let us know who you think is going to win race nine at. Uh, Belmont on Belmont Guineas Day um, at the 1-1 pod on Twitter. Who wins? Decimal winning margin. Two decimal places preferred. Someone put in a half length, like wrote out a half length and- That's two words, not two decimal places. It's, yeah, like I, like if they win, do they? Is, is, is it cause for disqualification? I don't know. It's getting- 100% it is. Yeah, yeah. I think it's- um, Don't suffer fools. <laughs> It's uh, very, very well and clearly stipulated what we require. It's not hard, but uh, nah. it's not hard. It's uh, just get your entries in, see if you can win that uh, gourmet of, beef package out. from Market City Meats. Over to you, Guru. Not sort lucky last. Sort it out. Sort it out. Now over to you. I've got one in this. So I want to hear what you say. Well, it's the Peninsula Dining Room handicap over the one thousand meters. The dish. Thirteen horse. Field. Probably a wet day. Could be chopped up at this stage of proceedings. Yeah, three-odd beads. The top weight's coming out of a, a first up three-odd victory. Got no white flag. He was game in defeat last up. Paul Harvey, interesting booking back from yeah. suspension. He's uh, he's on board. One of the uh, all-time Belmont 1,000 metres wet trackers, Dia De- Delarazzo, resumes. Anything can happen with him in the field. The guru, of course, is a part owner of Material Witness. How that horse didn't win last up, I still... Do not know. And uh, Sneaky Chance is an informed three-year-old from the Trevor Andrews yard who just got a little bit exposed in the breeds the other day. But it's, it's not a bad uh, way to finish the day on uh, Belmont Guineas Day. So um, what did I have here? 
Terry, let's just take a bit of a breather. Top of the market, I had Beads and Sneaky Chance. They were four eighty a piece for me. Um, four eighty. Yeah. Next in line was No White Flag, and then Material Witness, my old faithful. There, at, uh, had at the eleven dollar mark. Eleven bucks. Mm. Hmm, it's a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah, well, I see. Because I had beads and sneaky chance four eighty. They're taking up a bit of a chunk, aren't they? So mm. no white flag had to have in the market as well. Um, I thought he. Oh, I was impressed with that run the other day, even though he did lead. Do you think he's going to lead on this occasion? Think he's, going uh, to get, he's going to get over the top of Traverne and find the find, yeah, the, find the. I reckon run. they'll be aggressive with Traverne. Mm. I can't see why they wouldn't be. I reckon that they're. Yeah, I can't see why they wouldn't be aggressive with Trevor. It's a far better horse on the fence. Um, make Paul Harvey sit in the breeze. It's 1,200 back to 1,000. No white flags jump nicely these two times. Mm. But don't forget on occasion, if it resorts to its old tricks, um, it could sort of So, So no white, no white flags easily. been racing with earmuffs, yeah? It's been racing with a very white face. Yeah, it's been racing with earmuffs. And now the earmuffs are off, but the earmuffs are on. Pre-race only. Pre-race only, okay. All right, so that's a change. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So uh, you said that you had one. No, did I? Yeah. Did I? You keep it on your hat? I don't know if I did. Oh, no, I, I would have. Um, oh, I had one as in you own one? I oh. No, I, I, would, I would have backed one, but it's it's already off. I don't think it'll win. Um, but I saw that Dia Della Arte went up 40 bucks with Brad this morning. Mm-hmm. I thought oh, I probably have something on that just because it's an absolute swim, a thousand meter or so. I reckon you can probably just sit through the trip here. And, Didn't it win twi- it went twice? Yeah, both on, on heavy tracks as well. So it's already into 18 bucks here. So I'm not interested there. I was 20. So I'm not saying like I was keen on Dia Della Arte, but it's the type of horse I reckon Vaughan would have waited for the, a wet day and had it ready to go and rock and roll heavyweight jockey on so it's probably not got anything dead in the saddle and um it's its bread and butter it's one it's like a real true wet tracker like with 38 goes on on the dry decking for one win mm-hmm. um heavy or soft 18 goes for seven wins that's yeah. wild stuff like it's just a significantly better horse on the uh in the inferior conditions so um it's not going to be any better than three of the troop and sh- surely not surely not <laughs> well be, but be ruler did, 40 did bucks, the job yesterday yeah 40 bucks would have uh would have got me uh, maybe it will on betfair we'll have, have a look and see in all fairness from backing one at 40 to one the only place i can do it's betfair so um yeah, I, I'm not too sure. Beads, it's a stickier, slightly different, stickier map than the last time. Uh, only raced the older horses once when it failed, potentially the end of its prep. Um, but yeah, it comes across, it'll run a race. I'm just a little bit longer, that's all with Beads. No white flag, needs to get across Traverne, otherwise it's in trouble. I'm um, not certain it will, so yeah, it's yeah, six, seven bucks, six, mm-hmm. six seven bucks. Um, and then you have Sneaky Chance, who I would have liked to see Sean O'Donnell probably in a slowly run race get into it a bit more. He never used a stick once mm. last start. I thought that was a bit odd, BJ, um, when Beads won. But uh, yeah, Sneaky Chance been up for a while, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna steer around it. State of power didn't go all that well. You'd have to improve. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Material witness, I think, if they fan and um, gets the right run through. Um, he always made that form look good running second to Bright Diamond last week. So. Yeah, it was a good run, he always, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, to be honest, I'm not that keen. A lot needs to go. I don't like backing back markers over mm. the 1,000, but it's the last race of the day, Clint Sticks. Um, yeah, I'm six, seven bucks, so $10 each way. Material witness might, might just about do me, but you can maybe have a have a look at the deck first. And, uh, you're 11 bucks. It's, it's not a horse, I think, that's going to be um, – 
really come for in betting too much, whether you have to rush in and take nine, ten dollars, you know. So mm. um yeah, I, I'm I'm open here again, BJ. It's a uh, it's a very good finish to the day from an interest point of view. Strong money for sneaky chance last start was it was three eighty to three ten official. I'm not sure what mm. was happening on the Betfair exchange, but I imagine well, it would have been some, something similar. Beads race with only three legs, obviously. Yeah. It was threes to sixes. So. Yeah. Um yeah, that and, was a funny old drift. And I thought off a big troll. I thought Sneaky Chance was was pretty good behind Eoways and Material Winners coming down the wider part of the, the track at that stage. And Sean O'Donnell opted to go sort of angle outwards. Yeah. Uh, rather than go through the It was field. probably a better run than Material Witness, yeah. maybe. There wasn't much in it. No, there wasn't, there it was, wasn't much in it. It was just a better ride on Material and, and, Witness. And yeah, you're right. Uh, and Sneaky Chance sort of landed a Ninth, tenth in running, and he always was fourth, fifth, which no one, not many people would have seen coming. And then I think there might have been an overcorrection last start. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. the other day, there was th- he was probably like, oh, geez, I got a bit far back, so I'm going to bounce this. And then uh, circumstances led to it, so her breezing outside his gold, and it was a very slowly run thousand meter race as well. So I don't, I just don't think Sneaky Chance ever, ever, ever really got into a breathing rhythm and. You could just tell that she was sort of wasn't her usual explosive self. So from five, tucked in just behind him, um, and uh, I, th- I think this is a really nice option. Fifty-four and a half kgs for Sneaky Chance. I think you run this race. So how's that, Dorothea Arza? Yeah, you know, so it's forty ones to eighteens. It's back out to thirty-five. I think someone's just had a bet and they've they've flucked off one bet and then they've yeah. put the prize back. So. There you go. Um, again, I won't have a look till bet fair on the day. But, um, yeah, I reckon it's one of those races. You run it five, six times, you get three, four different results, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know. The only one, the only runner over my price is Material Witness. So I haven't gone into this. I, you know, I, know, I, I, I'll, don't I'll, tip, I usually don't tip my runners at all. You know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite having different. Something so. on true Witness. Um, a lot needs to go right. But, mm-hmm. uh, and you know how Clint will ride. I think there's sort of an understanding now we're better off coming between runners. So he'll look for luck and, and ride in that particular manner. Um, even though with Diodella Arts in that three wide line, it could be a really important horse if the middle of the deck's playing well on a wet day late on because yep. it could take you right into it, you know. So, um, yeah, fascinating stuff. Warman, see, just some others in the market. I think, well, I'm, I'm not. I'm happy to take them on to a degree. Mm. Like, I'm happy taking on No White Flag, back to the Thiers, and I'm, I'm happy taking on Beads. Um, maybe uh, my, to my detriment. Um, sneaky chance. I think it's deep into a prep. State of power was a just a so-so runny fat last time, and Warman Fuzzy back to the Thiers and won't lead. I'm, I'm happy to look around it as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, yeah, material witness each way. Three bucks a hole. Oh. Yeah, I'll be having something on material witness. That'll as do well. me, dog. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. It's could anything could really happen in this thirteen hundred meter thousand uh, thousand meter sort of thirteen horse field to finish the day. But um, but yeah, so that is the Peninsula Dining Room handicap. Which way did you go? Sneaky chance, but I'm definitely going to be having something on material witness. Um, can't help myself with that horse. It's going to win one day at. Uh, Double figures and I want to be on when it does. So you could, better. Could be sad that. You uh, better. All right, let's take a break and we'll be back with our Betfair Best betting propositions for Belmont Guineas Day. All right, we're, we've entered the home straight, Guru. It's time for our Betfair Best betting propositions of the day. Betfair Best. Betfair Best. BBB. Mm. Uh, race two, Reliable Star. Race two, Reliable Star as well. Very good. Best bang. Easy one. Yeah. In that sense. Still three bucks. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. 
um, mad, so listeners of the show are aware, our maddies at the time of recording have to be or tend to be. Uh, $21 pass or 20 to 1 in the old. What do you got, Terry? Uh, I'll give you a couple. We'll go with Vaughan Sigley's pair, Rocky Path in the fifth, mm-hmm. and Deodella Hudson. Now it's back out to the <laughs> price in the last. A um, couple of swimmers on a wet day. Um, discard completely if the rain doesn't come. There was a couple that I was eyeing off that was sort of $15, $17, but I'm going to stick with the, the format. And in the last, this horse just qualifies on some agencies, but uh, get back, run on horse, was, uh, who was the subject of a massive uh, <laughs> PRG-inspired plunge at uh, Pinjara the other day. ATM, getting back from a low draw, weaving through, launching the big finishing grey, he could run a, uh, a race at a price. Tell you what, if you have something on and it wins, I expect, I expect you to sling me something for <laughs> Just for general heartache from our start. Uh, very good. I like it. Grey on a grey day. Grey on a grey day. What track? Uh, we got a lay. I actually haven't planned one here. Oh, I just went for all day session with the bar on the dreaded. It's- does make sense, doesn't it? The old dreaded, uh, the old dreaded B. Love, love shoe. all day. It was my best bet the other day. Love. Um, probably yeah, probably. and it's a session that loves the wet too. Probably, probably should have won. But it's just um, the dreaded. Yeah, the dreaded is a the dreaded is a dreaded. Do you know who I should make my uh, my lay is Snipperucci, the horse I hate more than every yeah. other horse. And you're kidding me, Snip. Yeah. It was really brave last week. He just read fifty three, going mental and um, taking it on that sort of made things difficult. But uh, oh, geez, I don't really have. A, I'm just flicking through now, trying to come up with one off the cuff, BJ, and um, I'm having minimal um, success in doing so. Let's yeah, let's just take on Snipperucci. Just to be different to you. Other one, uh, all day session I've got significantly longer as well. But um, Atlantis Beach, I don't think, off that break. Mm. Just happy to take it on. Um, yeah, lay them all. Lay them all. Uh, they all come. Uh, we're done, mate. We're done.